0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast here as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I hope, I i feel like I have to take the time to talk about this now, I hope that you listen to Dave Schofield, Steelers, Stat Geek on Thursday morning, and the reason why is that he spent a few minutes at the beginning talking about the titles that we have here at Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, for the longest time, you heard me say, I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Well, I guess that's changing now. Um, I'm not one for titles, to be honest with you. It really doesn't bother me. Nonetheless, Dave came to me and said, Jeff, I'd like to change things up because, well, I feel like the hierarchy should be, you know, just that, the hierarchy of the site. I said, Dave, if that's what you want to do, that's fine with me. So no more is it Jeff Hartman, co-editor. No more is it Dave Schofield, co-editor. It's Dave Schofield, editor, Michael Beck. Who does the live mic on Tuesday mornings? He's still the deputy editor. And I guess my title is now the senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Thank you for taking the time out for joining me for this Friday podcast, TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday. And you know what? As a quick sidebar, as a, as a teacher, it's crazy when you think about it. You know, I've been teaching now for about 15 years. I have never had. Since I started school myself as a kid, I've always had a summer break. It's it's insane when you think about it. I've always had winter break around the holidays. I've always had Thanksgiving off. I've always had a spring break. I mean, spoiled beyond belief is what we are, uh, and I'm not one that's, you know – They're complaining and griping and moaning, but I'm getting ready to start my summer break. I'm really excited for it. Um, I know that a lot of people, my brother always says, well, Jeff, those of us with real jobs, you know, we have to, I get it. I get it. I understand it 100%, but summer is upon us. And we're going to be talking about summer in regards to the dog days of summer that are coming up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that mandatory minicamp is over, it is a wrap. It is in the books. The Pittsburgh Steelers had three days of a mandatory mini camp this past week. They practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All of this took place in Heinz Field. And you know what? Shame on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not, not the players, but the organization themselves, mainly those that do the social media aspect of things. Shame on the Steelers. So day one, they did a live look-in. They did this all throughout training camp last season because there was no St. Vincent College in La Trobe. Uh, obviously... They wanted to give fans a little bit of an inside look. You didn't get much of a look. I mean, you had last year in training camp, you had Missy Matthews talking. They would have other people. Arthur Motes came on one day. Craig Wolfley was on one day. Mike Prezuda was on one day. Regardless of who was there, they they showed players standing around talking to each other. You weren't really getting training camp. But nonetheless, minicamp, if you're going to do that for minicamp, well, that's great. There's not a lot of stuff happening in minicamp anyways. There's a lot of individual work that they could show, and on day one on Tuesday, they did a live look, in I'm thinking, this is good on the Steelers. Good job. This is great. Day two, I'm talking with Dave Schofield saying, hey, Dave, have, have you seen anything for this live look-in? It's one o'clock. I've, I'm not seeing anything. When they weren't doing it, they, they, didn't, they didn't do it. I mean, come on. I mean, are you seriously going to do it for day one, and you're not going to do it for days two and three? We're not talking about a month long here. We're talking about three days. You couldn't do it for three days? Unbelievable. I was unbelievably frustrated with that. Uh, As someone that lives outside of Pittsburgh, I do have to rely on certain things and certain people and certain entities to help me keep you all informed. And I was looking forward to watching the live look and see who's there, who's not, who's dressed, who's not, who's participating, and who might just be watching and helping. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And shame on the Steelers. Shame on the Steelers. I'm going to say it. it, Some of you might be listening to St. Jeff, is it really that big of a deal? To me, it is. To me, it is. Now, if the Steelers go back to La Trobe in St. Vincent College, which I hope they do, and we have not heard as as of this being recorded, we have not heard whether they will or will not be back at St. Vincent. If they go back to St. Vincent College, I don't expect them to do the live look-ins. Why? Fans can be there. They can be there. Now, I expect the Steelers to just do their usual social media stuff and things like that, but that's neither here nor there. That's just a little frustration that I have with the Steelers organization. So what I want to talk about today and start off with the first segment is, well, what did we learn from minicamp? I did this after rookie minicamp. I did this after OTAs were wrapped up. What did we learn? Did we learn anything? I think we did. I think we did learn some stuff. Let's go over it. So what did we learn I, one of the biggest takeaways I had was when Keith Butler, defensive coordinator, he met with the media and he was very upfront with how he doesn't feel like the Steelers are done making moves at the outside linebacker position. He was asked about the depth at the outside linebacker position. Cause if you think about it outside of Watt and Highsmith, you only have Quincy Roche, six round pick and cash Cassius Marsh, the, the Pokemon King. That's it. That's it. He made it seem like, you know, he's gonna leave this up to Mike and he's talking about Mike Tomlin and Kevin, Kevin Colbert, the general manager. It just seems like the Steelers are still gonna take a wait and see approach. Uh they're probably gonna wait till training camp is done. And when teams are making their cuts, they might pick up a player off of the scrap heap. Maybe a team that's loaded at outside linebacker and they can't carry all their players and they'll they'll get someone when they get released before they can be signed to a practice squad. So it doesn't seem like they're done making moves. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the podcast. Matt, Matt Canada spoke. This was the first time, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, this is the first time we heard from Matt Canada since he was hired back in the winter. He gets brought in as the offensive coordinator, and now finally the, the media is able to pepper him with questions, and he says, you know, the offense will not be, will be tailored around Ben Roethlisberger. Let me say that again in case I confused you, and I apologize. The offense will be tailored around Ben Roethlisberger. And there were a lot of fans that were up in arms. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing What? Why would he do that? What did you expect him to say? well, you know, I've got this offense in mind, and even though the quarterback, he's not, you know, really suited for that offense, uh, we're going to force him into those situations. And and even though in those situations, he's going to be lousy, uh, that's just what we're going to do. Because I I run my system. And whether you can fit in that system or not, well, that's up to you. But for me, I'm going to run my system. No, he's not going to say that. Any logical coach no matter the sport no matter the level is going to develop a program is going to develop a plan that fits their team that fits their personnel that's that's just the the only way you can state it so when you have a future hall of fame quarterback in ben roethlisberger matt canada's job is to find a system that kind of meshes his philosophy and what the quarterback does well meshes them together that's his job and so that's what he meant by when he said that they're going to tailor their offense around Ben it's it's about what Ben Roethlisberger does well that doesn't mean they're not going to be doing read option plays. That doesn't mean they're not going to have a lot of pre-snap motion. That does not mean they're not going to be doing some very unconventional things. We're not, they're not saying that at all. He's saying that they're going to also play to the strength of their quarterback. It is the most important position in all of sports, and you, had, Ben Roethlisberger is still a very good quarterback. So we learned that Matt Canada has a plan in place. We just have to wait a little bit to see what that plan is. Another interesting interview, and, and this is where you learned a lot, was you we haven't heard from these coaches and these players in a really long time, and now we're not going to hear from them again until training camp when they report at the end of July. Ike Hilliard, the wide receivers coach, was asked about, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster has been very vocal this season about how he wants to play outside. I want to play outside. Put me outside. Well, that's fine. But Ike Hilliard said in this offense, every receiver needs to be able to play every position they have to be able to move around. This cannot be a, well, I'm the X receiver. That's just what I do. I don't play in the slot. I don't play the Z. I'm the X receiver. It just can't be that way in this offense. Players like Deontay Johnson, who played a lot of snaps on the outside, he might have to get comfortable playing in the slot. Juju Smith-Schuster's used to being bounced around. This is nothing new for him, but Chase Claypool, who played primarily in the outside, maybe he's going to have to play in line a little bit. Maybe he's going to have to be in a bunch formation. Maybe he's going to have to play from the slot. He did that a little bit last season. I'm not here to say that he did not. Nonetheless, the Steelers wide receivers are going to have to be versatile. That's the key here. They're going to have to show some versatility in regards to the fact that they can do anything that's asked of them and do it well. And when you have a group like that, think about how tough that is to defend. You don't know whether Juju Smith-Schuster is always going to be outside. I mean, Antonio Brown, when he was at his best, I mean, he was always outside. And so no matter what, a defensive coordinator always knew where Brown was going to be. That can't be the case this season. They're going to have to mix it up. They're going to have to be versatile. And that's something that was definitely emphasized by Ike Hilliard. Moving on, filling out the secondary. Filling out the secondary is something that is definitely a talking point heading into training camp. You have the the absence of Mike Hilton, who left to the Cincinnati Bengals in free agency. You have the absence of Steven Nelson, who was a cap casualty, who has, as of this being recorded, has not signed with any team yet. So you you have those two pieces of the puzzle are gone, and those are two big pieces of the puzzle. So you re-sign Cam Sutton. That makes sense. Everyone understands why they did it and what he brings to the team. He's very versatile, and they can do a lot of different things with Cam Sutton. They could move him inside. They could move him, keep him on the outside, but there's still a gaping hole Wherever you put Cam Sutton, who wherever he is not, there's a vacancy there. So if you have him on the outside, that's great. Well, who's going to play in the slot? If you put him in the slot, that's great. Who's going to play on the outside? So it just seems like for some reason, and I'm not sure why, James Pierre, a couple shows ago I called him Justin. I apologize. It's James Pierre. James Pierre, undrafted cornerback, last season, 2020, makes the team great on special teams, and by the end of the season started to really come on as a player that the coaching staff trusts and started to move up the depth chart. He was seeing snaps instead of Justin Lane, Justin Lane being a third-round pick from Michigan State. So he was getting some publicity at the end of the season, and the fans and sites like BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and others like it noticed that he was getting some attention and we started to break down the film. I know that Jeffrey Benedict uh, and he and Dave Schofield did a Steelers Vertex article on behind the on James Spear and what he brings to the team. The one thing though, that kept on sticking out in my mind as everyone was kind of showing this infatuation. And that might be a little strong of a word, by the way, when they were talking about James Spear, I kept on thinking, but the sample size is just so small. How do we know what this player can really do? Let's not forget in 2020, there was no preseason. Let's not forget in 2020, all this stuff that they're doing right now, mandatory mini camps, phase three of OTAs, rookie minicamp, it was all virtual. It was all virtual. But for some reason, the hype train that is James Pierre is continuing to chug along on, I think it was Wednesday. He had a great practice. He had a couple interceptions, was really flying around, and a lot of people were talking about him. Terrell Austin, who coaches the secondary, he was very high on, on Pierre. And so was Danny Smith. And people laugh at Danny Smith because he chews like, I don't know, 20. I, I swear he's got like the Bazooka Joe gum. Ever remember the Bazooka Joe gum that had the cartoon in it and stuff? I It, it, felt like it lasted like five seconds. Or maybe he's just a, a bubble yum guy. I'm not sure. It seems like he has 30 packs of gum in his mouth during games. He's chomping away and he's funny. You hear him talk and he's He's Pittsburgh through and through. We'll put it that way. But he was very high on what he can do, meaning Pierre, on a special teams, as a special teamer. And that matters. That matters. The more you can do in a Mike Tomlin, on a Mike Tomlin team, the better chance you have of not just making the team, but being a contributor in a big way. So Pierre seems to be in the mix. He seems to be in the mix. He's bringing some juice. I'll tell you that right now. No one's talking about Justin Lane. I understand that it's mini camp. These, this is football and shorts. No one is talking about Justin Lane. Trey Norwood, seventh round draft pick rookie, is getting more discussion than Justin Lane. And everyone knows my affinity for Justin Lane, or as we call him on the preview, Lust and Jane, because I did want to call him out for when he came after me on Twitter. But still. Filling out the secondary, maybe those pieces are kind of falling into place. Keep that in mind. A few more things: new coaches, okay? New coaches. Uh, you're talking about Matt Canada. You're talking about Adrian Clem. You're talking about Mike Sullivan. No, not the Penguins' head coach. We're talking about the quarterbacks' coach. He spoke to the media and he talked highly about all of the quarterbacks in the in the room, whether it's Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph, Joshua Dobbs, Ben Roethlisberger. He talked about how Ben Roethlisberger, for someone that has been in the game as long as he has, For him to still ask questions, for him to still, you know, be inquisitive and to be wanting to learn more is a really good trait. He's been around. He's coached a lot of great quarterbacks, and so he would know. Um, But all these coaches that are new— And you can go down to the new tight ends coach, Um, whatever the case is, wherever there's a new coach, they have a challenge ahead of them. And this is their first real opportunity of getting everyone involved. And that ties into the next next aspect of what we learned from minicamp is attendance was great. Attendance was great, so TJ Watt had missed all of OTAs. I hate saying missed, by the way. They're voluntary. He was training. If you follow him on social media, he was training, he was relaxing, doing some traveling with his significant other, but he was back. He was in attendance. Joe Hayden, who hadn't attended OTAs either, he was in attendance. David DeCastro. He had not attended OTAs. He was back in Pittsburgh. I did not see him being reported as practicing. Uh, most people said he was there, but he was in street clothes. So I'm sure that the coaching staff probably said, listen, Dave, you've done this a million times, it seems like. Let us get a look at, you know, someone like uh, Kevin Dotson or Rashad Coward, um, people that need more repetitions. And so he's he was there, but he was not participating. Only Stephon it. Stefan not was not in attendance any day um, as of this being recorded. He is obviously dealing with a hit-and-run accident that killed his brother down in Georgia. Just a tragic story, an absolutely tragic story. Stefan Tewitt was not in attendance. He was obviously excused. Uh, Eric Ebron was there on Tuesday, missed on Wednesday. And again, that was an excused absence. Mike Tomlin always talked to the media after every practice and workout and said, anyone that's not here has been excused by me. I think what he's trying to say is that I'm aware of players that are missing. This is not a holdout situation. This is not a situation where it's a disgruntled employee. This is just a situation where sometimes things happen. And so there you have that. So the last thing that we learned is that the rookies, this was their first real chance at seeing what NFL football is like without hitting. In minicamp, they're allowed to do 11-on-11 work. This is their first time with all the veterans there. When you think about someone like Quincy Rocher, I'll just—he he got brought up earlier. I'll bring him up again. He's probably—he's been at rookie minicamp. He was at all the phases of OTAs, um, and now all of a sudden, it, TJ Watt shows up. I mean, think about that. Here you are, sixth round draft pick out of uh, the, the out of Miami, and next thing you know, a guy that has finished second the last two years in defensive player of the year rolls in, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's TJ Watt. And it's it's probably a little bit of a shock, just like uh, you know Pat Fryermuth when Eric Ebron shows up or Najee Harris. It just he's been there the whole time, but it's there's Ben and there's all these other guys I haven't met yet. So it's it's a situation where the rookies are slowly they're continuing to get acclimated, they're continuing to get ready for this upcoming season. The Steelers are going to need them to contribute. And so getting them acclimated as early as possible, this ties in with the attendance part of things. It's good to see. It's good to see. So there's there's plenty that we can glean from football and shorts and minicamp. And, and a lot of it is not on-field stuff. If you listen to what I just said, a lot of it came from interviews. A lot of it came from media time. It did, it did not always come from, wow, this player made a great catch. That, that, that's not telling you much. We'll just put it that way. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back off the break, um, we're going to talk about what to expect in the dog days of summer from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor. I feel like I'm a senior citizen or something, days older than I am. Anywho, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I appreciate you all for checking this out. Look, I want to make a quick announcement. I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show. I don't know why I didn't have anything to do with this. Every Tuesday night, I I would go live on the Locker Room app, and I talked about this. It's been great. It's been awesome to hear from the fans of the show, Steeler fans all over the place. My Ride or Die crew has been well represented. So for some reason, I don't know why, they changed the name of the app. It's now the Spotify Green Room app. Green Room. I don't know. If you already had the Locker Room app, they're going to ask you to update the app, and it's going to show up as the Green Room. I don't think anything changes, but... It's different. It's just a little different. That's all still free, still free to get an account. I'm still going to go live probably every Tuesday afternoon, evening, and I still hope that you join me, but it's just a different name. It's still available for iOS and in beta for Android users, but it's now called the green room. I think it's stupid. It's everything is stupid. I thought locker room was creative. I thought it was cool. I'm guessing they're probably going to try to expand this outside of just sports and to talk about other things, but still, if you haven't yet get the green room app, join me, follow me there at Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, which is the same handle as my Twitter account, by the way. And so follow me. And I'd love to hear from you. I've had a lot of my ride or die crew that were Android users like, Oh, Jeff, I'd love to talk to you, but it's not for Android. Well, now we're at Android and guess what? Where are you? Where are you? Let's go. Let's talk about some Steelers football because when we come into the dog days of summer, which is where we are on the calendar, it can be tough. It can be tough. It can be tough for a lot of people, mainly websites like behindthesteelcurtain.com. You don't have the news. You don't have the news. So let's talk about what to expect from the Steelers. Not necessarily behind the steel curtain. We'll get to that in a second. What to expect from the Steelers during these dog days of summer? Could we see some new contracts being handed out by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here are some players that could potentially get a new contract for for a variety of reasons. I have four. We have David DeCastro, and we have Joe Hayden. Now, those players getting new contracts, getting extensions, would be primarily for financial purposes. Being able to give them an extension would decrease their salary cap hit for the 2021 season. So giving them that money that would make sense. So let's say they signed Joe Hayden to a two-year contract extension. It would keep him in Pittsburgh until the 2023 season, and it would decrease his cap hit for this year. That could happen. I don't think, I think that if I'm going to pick one of the two that I think it could happen, I would go with Hayden over DeCastro. I just think, I, I don't know, it's a gut. It's, there's nothing, I know everyone would say, well, DeCastro played awful last year, that's why. Not necessarily. I'm not saying he played great, he didn't. I'm saying, that I think that Hayden still has more in the tank than DeCastro. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that Hayden also is the type of player that could kind of branch out outside of cornerback. Maybe they could he could possibly play some safety, uh, a la Carnell Lake or Rod Woodson later in his career. Throwing it out there. Another two players, for different reasons, could get some new contracts would be T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, if you want to know more about the T.J. Watt deal, is it going to happen? Why should it happen? Why should they wait? I want you to go back two weeks ago. Dave Schofield, Geek, he did an entire podcast on that topic. Why should they or why shouldn't they? Okay, so go check that out. And then no one really is talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. No one's talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. He has 50-year option picked up. I've got this sinking feeling, and I could be wrong. I'm wrong most of the time, but I have this sinking feeling that Minka Fitzpatrick... Is going to get paid before the season, and it would be a smart move. I think. I think for a lot of reasons. Now the salary cap is expected to balloon next season. It's supposed to go back up above where it was in 2020, which was 198, down to 183 this year. So think about if it balloons up above 200 million, which is what they're expecting. If it does balloon up, they're going to have the Steelers are going to have a lot of salary cap space available. Now a lot of it's going to have to be allocated to players like TJ Watt. But if you could get Minka Fitzpatrick locked up, and this is something I'll have to have Dave Schofield look at, if you could get Minka Fitzpatrick locked up, get him a I don't know, a four-year extension, maybe you could manage it. And now you now you know exactly how much you can give TJ Watt. Now you know you you don't have to worry about that you know exactly what you can give T.J. Watt. But not not just T.J. Watt. Now you can understand what maybe you could give Terrell Edmonds if you wanted to give him a contract at the end of the season. It would really help them narrow their focus a little bit. Uh, not saying I, I'm not saying I'm predicting it to happen. I'm actually saying that I, I, I don't know why I've got a gut feeling that it could happen. Are any of these contracts going to get done if I'm doing predictions? The answer is no. I don't think anyone gets signed before the season. I think they let Hayden and DeCastro ride it out their final year of their deals. If they're going to re-sign them, they would do that after the season. I think that Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are going to get paid. I think TJ Watt's going to be the first one to get paid, and then Minka Fitzpatrick will be paid the year following. So what else? What else could happen? In the dog days of summer for the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe we see some new additions, and I'm talking about players. Here are four positions I think the Steelers could identify as needs heading into the new season, but it's not going to be right away. I said this earlier when I talked about what we learned from minicamp when the Steelers were not done making moves. I have outside linebacker, already talked about that, offensive tackle, cornerback, and tight end. Those four positions I could see them bringing in players most likely they're going to wait. Most likely, they're going to say let's take a wait and see approach here. Let's just stay back, let's figure out our situation and then let's and then then we'll move. I think that's what the Steelers are going to do. Um, I, I do think that they are probably if I'm let's rank them, let's do a ranking of those four positions. again, the positions are outside linebacker, tackle, cornerback and tight end. I'd say outline backer, outside linebacker is number one. I'd say cornerback is number two. I would say offensive tackle is three. And I would say tight end is four. I think outside linebacker, you just need some proven depth. And so maybe they get somebody that is, you know, has experience, but is just one amongst a, a slew of other good pass rushers on any particular roster. And the Steelers can benefit from that. Offensive tackle, I'm not crazy about Joe Haig. I'm not sure if Dan Moore is ready. I, I would hope I great it'd be great if he was, but I'm not saying that he is ready. So that offensive tackle is an issue. Cornerback, we talked about how there are still some vacancies there. Unless the Steelers see something from Justin Lane, I feel like they could be on the market for like a Ross Cockrell type, someone that has experience that they could bring in and say, hey, you know how to play the game, you know our system, you're a good zone cornerback. That's primarily what the Steelers run. Bring him in, and then tight end. We wrote a, a training camp battle article the other day about tight ends and who will be the third if they keep three on the roster. Will it be Zach Gentry? I'm not crazy about that. Will it be Kevin Rader? Okay, that's fine. Or will it be someone like Dax Raymond? It's going to come down to special teams, but if the Steelers want to say, you know, we're not keeping any of you, we're going to bring in someone like Jesse James or someone like Tyler Eifert. I'm not even sure if Tyler Eifert is still available, to be completely honest. That's just a name that came to mind because I knew he was a free agent. I think the Steelers could and will be making moves, but again, do not expect a new addition to this roster until the end of training camp. I that's just my gut feeling that's what I think is going to happen that would be my prediction the Steelers are going to sit back they don't have a lot of cap space they're going to see what happens and maybe there's a player that gets cut and if the player gets cut think of Joe Hayden when he was signed to the Steelers everyone was like wow there's no way the Steelers can get him look where he is now keep that in mind all right last thing remember this about the dog days of summer folks I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it until they go to training camp no news is good news No news is good news when it comes to the dog days of summer. If you can get through a summer, and I'm talking about essentially the last of June and then the month of July, if you can get through the summer as an NFL organization and you don't have injuries, you don't have a disgruntled employee that's talking about holding out, wanting more money or wanting a new contract. If you can get rid of any type of off-field situation, whether it's domestic issue, whether it's an arrest, whether it's a DUI, whatever, if you can get away from all of that stuff, and the only thing that you hear are, someone got a new contract, someone is working hard, doing good in the community, raising money for the needy, whatever the case is, if that's the stuff you're hearing, thumbs up, two thumbs up, but if you're hearing some news, that's typically not a good thing. So if things seem like you know they're kind of the topics are kind of being worn thin, that's not a bad thing. That's really not a bad thing when you think about it in the grand scope of an off season, cuz it can go bad in a big way. It can go bad in a big way during those dog days of summer. All right. As we always finish it up here on a Friday, we do a little heart to heart. And um if I do want to say, you know, Father's Day is this weekend. If you want to hear my thoughts on Father's Day, which <laughs> I don't know how many of you woke up today and said, I'd love to hear Jeff's thoughts on Father's Day. But in case you might be curious, I did a Father's Day podcast. It's something that Brian Anthony Davis brought up. We did those Christmas podcasts uh, around the Christmas holiday last year where we kind of shared our memories and things like that. This year, though... He said, What if we did it for Father's Day? Well, I did the first one. It's already on our podcast platform. So, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, you'll see it. It says, I think it's Kids and Father's Day something, Jeff Hartman's edition. Take a listen. I explain uh, how my father had an impact on my life with the Steelers and my relationship with my children with the Steelers. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. But what I wanted to talk today about what to expect that my heart to heart is what to, what can you, the fan of behind the steel curtain of let's ride of our whole podcast platform? What can you expect from us during these dog days? Cause it can be tough. Like I said, it's tough on these media outlets, not just us. Uh, we are a secondhand news source. I've always admitted that. I don't expect that to change anytime soon. Very rarely, if ever, will we be breaking news actually we're the complete opposite. When news breaks, we take what has happened and we are then hitting it secondary. So that's why we're a secondhand news source. So with, with that being said, I want you all to know that we are going to do the very best that we can to keep fans engaged and to keep fans focused on their favorite football team. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to have unique angles with film rooms. We are going to have a uh, predictions. We are going to have something that this is a a series. I'll I'll tell you this in terms of predictions, something I used to do when Neil Kulong was the editor here. Now I was, he was the editor and I was like his second hand man. I was, I guess, technically a quote unquote deputy editor. We did, we we just picked a number. Okay. 25 days. So we did a 25 day countdown until training camp. And we did a prediction every single day and we would go back and forth. So Neil would do one, I would do the next one. Then Neil, you get it. Dave and I are going to do something similar. And so maybe we'll say, like, the prediction is Najee Harris breaks Franco Harris's uh, rookie rushing record in Steelers history. Okay, that's the prediction. So we talk about it, we break it down, and then at the very bottom, we give our prediction on whether we think it'll come true or whether it won't. It's just a really interesting way to not only count down until training camp, but also to have fans think about, wow, could this really happen this season? So we're going to be doing things like that. Michael Beck is going to be doing a roster breakdown, not the same that he did last year, but it was 90 players in 90 days. He's going to be doing it positionally, breaking down the players that are guaranteed to make the roster, players that could break the roster. And on a podcast side, we're also going to be getting creative. We will be unveiling that new some new shows coming up. I'm really excited. I can't wait to share this with you, uh, but it's it's just not ready to be shared yet. Just not ready to be shared yet. So I hope that's something to look forward to. I hope that you still look forward to us and our podcasts, not just my podcast and all the morning shows, but also our PM shows. We're talking about on Mondays, the Steelers Hangover. Tuesdays, the Scobro Show. Wednesdays, the Curtain Call. Thursdays, my show with Dave and Brian, the Preview. Uh, we have Friday Night Six Pack with Tony. We had the Touchdown Under and Tales from Two AM. All of it not to mention the factor fiction and the retro show podcast. I just hope that you are ready for the off season. It's going to be fun. It's still going to be fun. So don't go anywhere. We want to keep you engaged. If you have any topic ideas for me or for anyone else, feel free to email me, hit me up on Twitter. Again, that's at Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T would be glad to talk about anything you want to discuss. All right, folks. It's Friday. The weekend is upon us. Congratulations. We made it through another week. We've made it through minicamp. Now we got to just wait and sit back and they're going to be in, in training camp before you know it. And that's when things get real hot and heavy. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. All right. You know how we ended here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you back here on Monday. Go Steelers.